दोहोली गीता बाय स्वामी चिन्मयानंद चैप्टर वन अर्जुन ग्रीफ नो अदर रेस इन द वर्ल्ड हैड एवर हार्नेस्ड सो सक्सेसफुली द स्किनटिलेटिंग पॉसिबिलिटीज ऑफ द ड्रामा इन लिटरेचर फॉर द पर्पजेस ऑफ फिलोसॉफिकल एक्सपोजिशन एज द एंशियंट हिंदूज The Upanishads were recorded in the form of conversations between the teacher and the taught in the quiet atmosphere of the silent and peaceful Himalayan valleys. In the Gita, however, the highest and the best in Hindu philosophy have been reiterated in a more elaborate and detailed dramatic layout amidst the din and roar of a total war. Krishna gives his message of manly action to Arjun amidst the breathing palpitating environment of the clash and carnage of a battlefield the kauravas hundred in number represent the innumerable ungodly forces of negative tendencies within man's bosom and the pandavas no doubt represent the divine impulses in him a constant mahabharat war is being waged within every one of us at all our crucial moments of action and in all cases the negative forces in each one of us are larger in number and usually mightier in their effectiveness while the inner divine army is ever lesser in number and apparently comparatively weaker in efficiency therefore every single individual at the moment of his inward checking up must necessarily feel the desperations of arjun the story of the mahabharat sounds an optimistic note of hope to man that even though the diviner impulses are seemingly less in number if the same are organized fully and brought under the guidance of the supreme lord krishna the self then under his guidance they can easily be ushered into a true and permanent victory over the outnumbering forces of lust and greed the kauravas representing the negative tendencies and the sinful motives in a mortal's bosom are born as children to the old king dhritarashtra a born blind prince he was wedded to gandhari who had voluntarily blinded herself by putting bandages over her eyes commentators are tempted to see in this a very appropriate significance mind is born blind to truth and when it is wedded to an intellect which has also assumed blindness the negative instincts yoked with low motives can only beget a hundred criminalities and sins when upon the spiritual field of self development within dharmakshetra the lower instincts and the higher ideals array themselves ready to fight a true seeker under the guidance of his divine discriminative intellect takes himself to a point on no man's land between the two forces for the purpose of re- reviewing the enemy lines without identifying himself with either the good or the evil in him at that moment of his introspective meditations the egoistic entity comes to feel a morbid desperation and feels generally incapacitated to undertake the great spiritual adventure of fighting his inner war with any hope of victory 
This peculiar mental condition of a seeker is beautifully represented in the vivid picture of Arjun's dejection in the opening chapter. In Sanskrit works, it is a recognized tradition that the opening stanza should generally indicate the whole theme of the text. The bulk of the book then discusses at length the different views and gives all possible arguments until in its concluding portion the last stanza generally summarizes the final conclusions of the Shastra on the theme indicated in the opening section of the book. In this way, when we consider the Gita, we find that the divine song starts with the word Dharma and concludes with the term mine, that is Mama, and therefore the contents of the Gita we may conclude are nothing but Mama Dharma, my Dharma. The term Dharma is one of the most intractable terms in Hindu philosophy. Derived from the root Dhar, that is to uphold, sustain, support, the term Dharma denotes that which holds together the different aspects and qualities of an object into a whole. Ordinarily, the term Dharma has been translated as religious code, as righteousness, as a system of morality, as duty, as charity, etc. But the original Sanskrit term has a special connotation of its own, which is not captured by any one of these renderings. The best rendering of this term, dharma, that I have met with so far is the law of being, meaning that which makes a thing or being what it is. For example, it is the dharma of the fire to burn, of the sun to shine, etc. Dharma means, therefore, not merely righteousness or goodness, but it indicates the essential nature of anything without which it cannot retain its independent existence. For example, a cold, dark sun is impossible as heat and light are the dharma of the sun. Similarly, if we are to live as truly dynamic men in the world, we can only do so by being faithful to our true nature. And the Gita explains to me my dharma. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti